hello 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 and welcome to shine like the sun <laughs> i am your host the beautiful impeccable amazing intellectual sunshine and today i want to talk about visualization <sighs> visualization the power of your mind is so impeccable okay you know what visualization is let me start by saying what visualization visualization is when you close your eyes and then you imagine things the way you want them to be or the way they ought to be in your reality. Why is this so important? Because that is the first step in the law of attraction. If you read the book or watched the movie of The Secret, which is most people's introduction to spirituality, you'll know that they say that if you want a new car, visualize yourself receiving a car. Visualize yourself in the car. Visualize yourself driving a car. You know, every day, do that for an hour every day, you'll get your car. And I believe that 100%. But people think they just close their eyes, imagine their car, and they'll get it. But no, if you close your eyes and visualize yourself with a bag of money and saying, oh, I have a bag of money, your visualization might come true. But <laughs> you may be sitting one day and see a bag of money on TV. Oh, you saw your bag of money. You wanted to see your bag of money. You have your bag of money. You know, so I'm going to help you guys explain how to visualize properly to get exactly what you want to the T. It's something I mentioned in an earlier episode, and it has to do with using all your senses. Your senses are the most powerful tool you have, especially your sixth sense, but we're not getting into that. First of all, it's a sense of sight. That's what mainly people do to visualize. They imagine seeing what they want. Now, let's say that you want a new car. You know, most people, how they'll visualize it, they'll visualize their car, they get in the car, and like, well, I like this car, I want this car, universe, give me this car. What? You're doing nothing. Next thing you know, the car you imagine yourself in will be your Uber, universe is like, your wish is granted, have a nice day. <laughs> you know, it's like a genie from Aladdin. You gotta, specifically, the genie will always fuck with you. Okay? So what I would do, say I wanted a new car. What kind of car would I want? A white Mercedes-Benz, okay? How big? Oh, the SUV, the GLC, okay? What year? 2021, okay? I want the leather inside, tan seats, (laughs) Uh, 8-seat corridor. I want it all, honey. That's the first step in seeing. I'm imagining exactly what I want. I want the details. How do I want the... Do I want a dash cam? Do I want decorated insides? Do I want it customized? Exactly what you want to see. Okay? You envision the car. How I visualize... It's like it's like how you dream. How you see things is how you dream. Some people dream in first person. That means if they want to grab a cup, they see their hand grabbing a cup. Some people dream in third person. Where if they want to drag the cup, they're looking down like God and seeing them entire body grabbing a cup. You know, or some people dream distortedly where everything's all whooshy, 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 whoosh. I find it better when I visualize it first person. Because third person, I don't know. There's something about it that doesn't seem more staple. It's like I want it to be me, myself, sunshine, as I am, grabbing that cup. So I like to visualize in first person. So I would do a 360 dash. A 360 view of the car. I will start from the tires, the rims, the shoes of the car. How do I want the tires to look? Boom, 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 boom. Everything. The door, the door handles. Do I want a little silver or all silver, all white? How do I want my handles to look all black? What do I want from my car? Okay? Then I do the same thing inside 
I get in the car, in first-person point of view, I open the door, see what's on the door. I like to customize it so it won't be any car from the dealership. I like to make it my car. In my car, what do I keep in my car? When you open your door, you know, on the inside of your door, there's little spaces you can keep things. I always keep wet wipes in those. So I see my wet wipes. I see my decorations in my car. I see the car as it would be if I was driving it right now, okay? That's the first thing with sight. Next, you know, I like to do smell. Ah, if you just got a new car, if you're visualizing yourself getting a new car for your birthday, it still smells brand new, the new, the smell of the leather. Oh, you just smell it, just smell it. If you want to visualize yourself driving a car for a long time, how does your car smell right now? Maybe you smell your perfume in the car. Maybe you smell your favorite food in the car that you just picked up. Make a very real smell. Visualize yourself driving that car, going past restaurants, smelling McDonald's, smelling lobsters, smelling, you know. Make it real like you're actually there because that is so important. The more real you make it, the more you'll get exactly what you want. Same as sound. Maybe you're honking. In times like this, it is good to visualize yourself in emotions that are more intense. If you can make yourself intensely feel joy, do it. But I find it easier to do anger because anger is my most intense emotion. So if I'm visualizing something, I'll visualize myself in traffic. I'm feeling road rage. I'm hearing my horn honking. I'm hearing myself say, get the fuck over. Uh, That's just what I do, you know? You can hear the birds chirping while you drive down a valley, whatever you want to do, you know? But anger makes me more intense, so I want to use that intense energy to get my wish faster. <sighs> there may be some problems. My inner self told me, well, if you're always using anger, you may not like your car as much. You may be manifesting displeasurable situations in your car. Thank you for telling me that inner self. Okay, if you're using anger as an emotion, be wary because anger might constantly show up once you get your car. Okay, I'll remember that. Thank you. So you get what I'm saying, right? Taste it. Lick the leather. What, is the, what does the leather of a Mercedes-Benz taste like? What does the leather, what does the taste of a million dollars taste like? Come on, taste it. Or taste yourself drinking coffee in your car. Imagine yourself in a drive-thru with your Mercedes and taste it. Do that with all your senses and you'll get the car because it makes it more real. It's like you're actually there. It, it, it turns what is visualization into a dream because what's the difference between visualization and dreaming? Your control. Good job. Yes. With dreams, we can't really control our dreams. That's why a lot of us can't remember them or we have nightmares. But with visualization, you're creating your own reality. It's the same thing. You're in a different world that feels, looks, and is real. And by doing that, you take your avatar, you take yourself from this world where you don't have the Mercedes, and since you're smelling, tasting, seeing, hearing, all your senses are in this other world, you, your physical body will get to that world quicker. I've been learning a lot about dreaming and, um, you know, journeying while you dream, dreaming, purposely going to different astral planes, going to different worlds, 
purposely channeling your energy into different realities. And it's so insane. The more I learn about it, the more people... You know that there are some shamans who go into a dream and never come out. I'm talking about these motherfuckers disappear. Look it up. These motherfuckers disappear mid-dream. Because there are some places where if you astro-project so deep, if you astro-project so deep, everybody knows that if you astro-project too deep, you don't make your right intention, you get lost in the astral plane. It's a great big universe out there. Billions and gazillions and trillions of starlights away. Multiple dimensions, multiple realities. You can get really lost up there. I have astral projected twice. First time was amazing. Second time was kind of scary. I haven't done it again. You can get lost out there. Everybody knows that. But did you know that there are some really high realities out there? And when you astral project there, they'll be like, hey, do you... Do you want to know the secrets of the universe? We got all the secrets, man. We can do everything. Yeah, just stay here. All you got to do is just stay stay here and you'll be enlightened forever. Oh, my God, you'll love it here. A lot of people say yes. Okay, I want to stay here. <laughs> and then they literally disappear. Their physical body is gone. I'm, yo, these motherfuckers are sitting down one day, lying down, whatever, in their astral plane. And then next thing you know, you open your eyes and they're not there anymore. This is reported to happen to great shamans and stuff. Because where your soul is, your body follows. Where your soul is, how, how do I put this? Where your mind is, is a better place. Where your mind and your real self is, your physical self will follow. What is my real self? Is it my body my real self? Oh, you silly goose. This is your first time around this rodeo, huh? Your physical body is nothing more than like a car to transport your soul into different dimensions and different things on earth. You're really just a blob of light. You're a beautiful ray of sunshine, baby. And that sunshine can go to infinite dimensions and infinite galaxies. And your body will follow because once your soul dies... Because once your soul is gone, your body don't got shit else to do. So, yeah, there are also a lot of people who, quote, unquote, go brain dead from astral project- projecting. <laughs> this, don't let this scare you. Don't let this scare you away because you're the creator of your own reality. I have astral projected. I've never gone brain dead because I'm confident. I'm confident in what I do. I can't go brain dead. I can handle this. This is this is this is easy. I go into deep meditation every day, bro. I can't go brain dead over that bullshit. Anyways, but that's what visualization is. You're going into a different reality, and you can bring your body there too. And the more I get better at it, the more I'm like, this is a tool that can save my life. Honestly, I always mention. That I'm trying to get rid of the cold. And I am getting so much better, y'all. Um, honestly, like, when I'm cold, I don't get as angry anymore. I'm still a little bit, like, ugh, tapping my foot and shit. But I'm not like, what? Why is it cold? Ah! You know? But at first, I made not really a mistake. I'm glad I learned to do this first because it's everything you learn is a tool. You know, there's no one way to go around this. You know, you may learn something wrong, but then you may use what you learn, quote unquote, wrongly to help you when you do it the right way. And that's what I found out I did. So when I was learning how to not let the code upset me or not let rain upset me or whatever, you don't want to upset you. 
I was learning how to build my fortitude. I was thinking, I am God. I am not cold. Cold doesn't work. Cold will not upset me. I am too powerful for something as little as temperature to affect my mindset. No, 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 no. This is not. Those were the thoughts I was thinking when I was in the cold. And that's good. Good for you, past self. But I'm on a different plane now. And instead of thinking that, when I'm in the cold, I just visualize myself in a sauna. <laughs> and it's so much easier, you know, when you probably do it. Instead of me, I'm big and bad, the cold won't hurt me. Nah, like, that's cute and all, but girl, when I'm in the snow, I can be playing in the snow. I'm just be visualizing myself in a sauna. Oh, wow, this sauna is so beautiful. Oh, look at the wooden floors, the bench. No one else is in here. I'm going to lay down, maybe take my towel off. You know, oh, I need to stay hydrated. I visualize myself drinking some nice cold water because it's just so hot. Ooh, I visualize myself wiping the sweat off of my face. Oh, I start fanning myself. Oh, my God, it's so hot in here. Oh, my God. Man. It's like, oh, I need to get out soon. It's so hot. Like, um, how long has it been? They say 30 minutes. Sweat is getting into my eyes. The dress is dripping into my eyes. Ooh, I need to open my legs. My punani get a little sweaty. Oh, I'm so hot. And as I'm even saying this right now, I'm just like, oh, I'm so hot. As I'm visualizing that, standing in the middle of fucking Alaska, I'm fine. My physical body is fine because my mental body says it's hot. Even though on this physical realm, it is cold. The most amazing and kind of fucked up thing about ourselves is that your mind cannot tell the difference between a daydream or reality. Isn't that wonderful and kind of fucked up? So as you're living those traumatic experiences from the past, if you're reliving them, your mind thinks it's going through them again. You're feeling the same emotions. When you're reliving that breakup and you start crying again, it's because your mind doesn't register it as you're thinking about it what happened in the past or you're thinking about what happened in the future what's gonna happen in the future your mind is saying oh this is what we're going through then your whole body reacts with it so when you can learn how to control what you think you control like do do you not get it (laughs) this is so cool this is scientifically proven your mind cannot tell the difference between a dream and react. That's why when you're in a dream, that's why when you're dreaming, you're like, it felt so real, baby. Because to you, it was real. It is real. That's another dimension you're in. There's no difference between you visualizing yourself being in Hawaii and then you actually being in Hawaii. It's the same thing. And that's why I feel like prisoners should learn visualization. Honestly. If I were to ever go to prison, God... If I do, I know it's, there's a reason for it. If I, I just pray, I don't. But if I was to ever go to prison, I would be fine. Honestly. I would, all, I need, all I need is a guided meditation. <laughs> if I had a CD, I don't care where I am, what my situation is. If I have a CD of Paul Santani, Jason Stevenson, Deepak Chopra meditations, I would be in paradise regardless of where I am. Because it's a little bit harder if you're in a shitty situation, it's a bit, little bit more difficult if you're in a shitty situation to just close your eyes and imagine everything's okay, you know? And you shouldn't make a habit of doing that because then you become what they call delusional. <laughs> I'm just saying, it's a great tool to have. 
And when I do this, when I experiment this, it makes me say no one on God's green earth can convince me that this metaphysical spiritual shit isn't real. Because anyone who's known me, I am an African woman from Lagos, Nigeria. I don't like the code. <laughs> and for my friends saw me just outside in the cold, no jacket, just chilling. They're like, son, you changed. <laughs> you changed. If it's lower than 50 degrees, you used to be a bitch. But now look at you. That's the power of visualization, baby. And it doesn't take a lot of mental work. Honestly, me trying to hype myself up and pep myself up, saying, I am God who can handle the code, takes a lot more energy than just visualizing it right. But don't get me wrong. It takes a pretty good effort and knowledge. Like I said, you need to really work on your senses. And our senses as human beings is kind of fucked up. Believe me. And I noticed that when I was in Nigeria, peop- there's something about being in an uncomfortable area. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm a Nigerian prince. I'm not saying that your Nigeria is uncomfortable. But there's something about being in a second or third world country that makes you more, I don't know, just more physically alert than being in the comfort of a first world country. And... Say third or first world country isn't right. It's something about just being comfortable that makes you let your senses more dull than someone who has to live off of instinct. Because I noticed that when I went to boarding school in high school in Nigeria, these girls, they could hear everything. The smallest movements in the grass had their ears perked. That could be a snake. That could be a scorpion. When we were outside, I swear... I'm like, I didn't hear shit. Everybody's like, you didn't hear that? Everybody's running. <laughs> Bro, I'm serious. Taste. Touch. This is, this, okay, this is kind of me sidetracking, but there's this girl in Nigeria I knew. She could touch fire. She was a fucking firebender. She, for like five minutes, she could touch fire, touch fire, put her head in blue fire, bro, from the stove for five minutes. Then she's like, oh, it's cold. Oh, it's hot. I'm like, girl, hold up. <laughs> Their senses are more keen. And I asked her how she could do that. She said it's from carrying pots. They don't have fucking oven mittens. You want to grab something out the oven, you got to use your fucking hands. Your body can adapt to anything. And if it has to adapt more to have better senses of hair and sight, tasting, touching, for you to survive, it will. But if you're living in comfort where you don't really got to use your sense. You don't need to use your sense of direction. You have Apple Maps. You don't need to use your sense of taste. Who cares? You didn't cook this meal. You bought it from a fast food restaurant. Our senses get duller. And that is not a good thing, my love. We need to sharpen them even if we're not using them. That's so important. I just want to get that out there because it really is so important. Okay. I smoked for four years. I smoked for four years. Well, for three and a half. So my sense of smell was gone. You know, smoking takes away your sense of taste and smell. My sense of taste and smell were gone. And when I learned that you need those to visualize better, that's when I quit smoking, honestly. I was like, hold up. Just this dumbass little vape is stopping me from becoming the best at what I do. Throw it away. I don't care. Lost interest. 
and now my sense of smell and taste is coming. I'm doing aromatherapy, and I'm just like, wow. It's so much better. Your senses are so important. They keep, they keep you in this physical realm. Everything you see, the reason you perceive it is because your eyesight, your nose, your, you know? You wake up and you smell pancakes, you know, without even looking that your mom is making breakfast. Imagine if you didn't have that on, by choice. <laughs> Shout out to all my motherfuckers who don't have senses, you know, sense of taste, sense of sight, sense of hearing, sense of smell. You were born with it, you can't, you know. Shout out to y'all. Y'all are perfect just the way you are. But if you choose to play video games all day, knowing that it ruin your eyesight, you're hindering yourself from becoming the best version of yourself. If you choose to smoke a cigarette knowing that it fucks up your taste and smell, you're hindering yourself from becoming the best version of yourself. If you choose to do any bullshit that stops you from being the best manifester in the world, you are hindering your future. Because your life it only gets as good as you think it will. Or as you think it is. As your senses perceive it is. Visualization is such a big tool. Because everything you seek also seeks you. That Mercedes you seek is itching for you to come and get it. But why aren't you there? Why isn't your physical body in that car? Well, I don't have enough money to buy my... I I can't even drive. I don't have my license. Shut the fuck up. All I hear is excuses. Why aren't you there yet? And how do you get there? The only thing that should be on your mind, why aren't you there yet? Because I have a lot of limited beliefs. That's your only answer. Get rid of those limited beliefs. Why aren't you, why aren't you there yet? Because I have a lot of limited beliefs. How do I get there? Get rid of my limited beliefs. This world is full of abundance. Every man on earth can be a billionaire. Every man on earth can have a mansion. Every man on earth can have seven Mercedes if they wanted it's not like, God, it's just like, hey, you get a piece of abundance. You, No, you don't get a big piece of abundance. You get a tiny little piece of abundance. But you, you, yeah, you get a big piece of No, God doesn't do that shit. Abundance is there for everyone to grab. It is you that feels like you are not worthy enough to receive the abundance. And if you feel like you are not worthy enough to receive the abundance, you will never receive it, bear. Um, I'll try to say girl and baby at the same time, bro. Bro. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. You will never receive a baby, girl. You'll never. And let's remember that abundance is just energy. And energy flows. Energy cannot be created or destroyed. I did not create my abundance. And I cannot destroy my abundance. All I can do is make the energy leave me or flow in a different direction. Or more importantly, I can make the energy flow to me. And energy is infinite. Money is energy. Energy is infinite. Where is it flowing? Why isn't it flowing to you? How do you make it flow to you? I will tell you on my episodes of abundance. But this episode is not on abundance. This is episode of visualization. <laughs> change your mindset, change your life. You really cannot see yourself on a eight million square foot yacht. Keep trying. Imagine yourself there. Someone told me that they couldn't see themselves as their goal. They want to be a talk show host and they just can't see themselves. And I was like, oh, that's the reason why you're not there yet. You have the talent, you have the looks, you have the beauty, you have the brains. Why aren't you there? Because you don't believe you are. So start by visualizing that you are there. Imagine that you are there. Get comfortable with being there. So now when you're there, it's a cakewalk. 
eliminate all those beliefs through visualization. You get so comfortable seeing yourself there in your mind that psh, to, to be there in real life is, oh, this again? Man, who cares? For a while now, I had a... Um, Oh, I'm kind of nervous to tell you guys this, but I'm always going to be vulnerable with you guys. For a while now, I had a thought that I was a fraud. (laughs) And it mainly had to do with what people have been telling me. You know, as you do metaphysical stuff, you're going to get a lot of hate. People are going to say that you're crazy, you know. And it made me, I don't know. I won't say it made me. I started to latch onto their beliefs. I started to soak in their bullshit. That maybe I am a fraud. Maybe I don't know what I'm talking about. I heard it a lot. It was good. But then I started to imagine myself the way I want. I started to imagine my fantasies. And one thing I always had a very big fear of is being interviewed. Ah! I'm so scared to be interviewed. It's frightening to me. I don't know. I feel like being interviewed in a debate is something that's like, that's a big deal. Because if I don't say the right thing, my followers would be like, oh, my God, what the fuck, you know? Like, people would be like, oh, she is a fraud, you know? It'll make, it made me feel like, I don't know. Even if I, I'm the type of person that's like, I know what I'm talking about, but I'm not good with words very much. Like, unless if it really comes from my heart, I'm really not good with words. Or being put on the spot. Like, if you want to argue with me, please give me, like, a three-day notice so I can research what I want to talk about. I'm serious. I like to, like... Doing this podcast, I don't need notes because it comes from my heart. It comes from my inner self. I'm half the time it's not me talking. You're just talking a source, believe it or not. So I started to imagine myself being interviewed. I'm talking everything. I'm imagining myself on different Wendy Williams shows, being you know harassed because of my looks. I'm imagining myself on spiritual shows. I'm imagining myself everything, anything you want to do. I'm imagining myself any kind of scenario. And then yesterday, on Monday, I went somewhere and I told them I had a podcast. And we're talking about balance, we're talking about yin and yang, and they were asking me questions, and it felt like an interview. And at first, when we started talking about it, I was nervous. I was like, I hope these motherfuckers don't ask me questions about shit I don't know shit about, you know? But then, like, I could feel my hands clenching up. Like, I could feel my jaw tightening up. Like, I'm scared. I don't want to be afraid. All my limited beliefs, all my fears were coming out. Then I just stopped. I exhaled. I know what the fuck I'm about. I know that my truth is truth. And I know that the God I serve will help me. In all times, even if I don't know the answer, God will give me my answer. Period. The universe will help me. The universe will tell me what to say. And when I thought that belief, I relaxed and I started answering their questions. Like they're asking me, what's one plus one? What's two plus two? A part of me was like, I wasn't even speaking. It was like God was speaking through me. And they were just like, what's the name of your podcast? <laughs> Let me write that shit down. You know, I was really, like, impressing myself. I went there feeling like a bubble because I was like, I have trained for this. I have trained for this for weeks with my visualization. Because as I'm visualizing, I'm, I visualize things like interviews in third person because I want to watch myself. 
Because the way I move is very important. I want to watch my posture when I'm visualizing myself as my most confident self. So the way I walked on stage of that interview is the same way I will walk every day. That confident, perfect self of mine, the way I visualize, the way I visualize my hair flip is the way I will start flipping my hair. Because when you visualize, it's like, like I said, like a dream. You don't do shit that you, like, in my dream, I would ride a motorcycle. I don't know how to ride a motorcycle. You don't do things that you know how to do in your dream. Your dream is free for all. You can do whatever, you know? And say in your visualization, you can do whatever. And the same things you do in your visualization and in your dreams, you can do in real life. Believe that. If in your dream you pass your test, you're an plus scholar, in your dream you found the love of your life, and your visualization, your relationship is getting better, your kids are happy, the same thing can happen in this third, fourth dimension. What dimension is Gaia in nowadays? Gaia, we're in the fourth dimension, right? Going to 5D. It can happen and take place now, especially since we're in the age of Aquarius, where metaphysical things are happening more and more, like, every day. Did you guys see that UFO? No, before you say, oh, my gosh, it's like, listen, the government approved and said, yes, it's a UFO. The government said that aliens exist during the summer of 2020, relax, and yesterday there was a UFO sighted in California, and the government was like, yep, that is a UFO. It appeared and disappeared, yep, that is a UFO. We're, we're sure of it. Why are we seeing more metaphysical things happen? Because we're in the age of Aquarius. When we shift into 5D, people will start floating. People will start having powers. Because we can tap into the metaphysical world more easily. But we don't have to wait for the entire world to be on 5D. You can be on 5D by yourself. By visualizing yourself floating. By visualizing yourself doing magical powers. The more you visualize it the easier it becomes a reality. Or visualize it with your own whole being, with every fiber, every cell of your body. Visualize that you are there, that you are doing what you are doing. You have the job you want to live. You got accepted to the school you want to go to. Visualize it. You're cutting the billions of dollars. You're cutting them $100 bills. Visualize it. You have the perfect wedding day. Everything goes perfectly. Visualize it every day for hours and weeks and months. And believe me when I say you are going to receive it. There's nothing you can't do. You are limitless. I love you all so much. You have a blessed day.